Oh, when I see three sentient mice, I instantly think of his asshole. I mean, you you seem to think of his asshole a lot. I think of other parts of him, too. I'm just saying about two weeks out of three, you find a way to work it in. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. Voldai. And Juice. Hi, my pretties. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? Nothing's better than free, especially when it's HBO. A trial. Hey. <laughs> we can't. We're in a recession. We're in a pandemic. What am I just supposed to walk into the HBO store? All right. So we got a credit card. It might be ours. It might not be. And we got a free trial. Yay. Woo. Thanks, guys. This has been a treat. We put $1 on a gas station visa, and God damn it, we're watching some movies. Getting some <laughs> shit canceled. Last week, we watched Godzilla vs. Kong. And this week, you brought something very fucking different. Very, very different. different. This wasn't uh, the HBO <laughs> like banger I thought it was going to be. What did you do to us this week? We went from giant monsters terrifying everyone uh, to some gross witches that specifically terrified me as a five-year-old. From 2020, the remake of The Witches, uh, a kind of classic film done by Jim Henson Studios in 1990 that has been re-updated with Anne Hathaway here. And updated, yeah. It's something, You can call it that. Well, Dave, before we get any farther, we need to get an elevator pitch from you in about 10 seconds. After getting drank at the hotel, you wake up and immediately realize that you passed out on the floor of the lobby. Also, you got turned into a mouse. You got about 10 seconds before that man in a nice suit starts walloping on you with a broom. Sell us this movie. Anne Hathaway chews the scenery in a reboot of childhood trauma where the real stranger danger is witches and the hero never gets saved. Five seconds. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to feel good this whole recording. Yeah. yeah. No. All of Roald Dahl books pretty much boil down to, hey, wouldn't it suck if this happened to you? Good night, children. (laughs) (laughs) Casey, this hotel manager is bound determined to get me with this broom. Unfortunately, I'm about to hero leap off of a table onto your face, uh, and he's already committed to this swing. So you're taking a broom to the face in about 10 seconds here. So in the 10 seconds before you get laid out, sell us on this movie. The terrifying tale of a Joan Crawford convention in the 1960s. No more children, no more wire hangers, no more problems. Nine seconds. Nine seconds. Yeah, on the money. You know, it's a very different moral from the one they sold us. (laughs) I know, right? I mean... Not really. If Joan Crawford would have had superpowers, this would have been her film. Absolutely. If it's not Joan Crawford, it can be Faye Dunaway because she does a better Joan Crawford than Joan Crawford. Before we walk down that road, let's just go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. The first rule of Witch Club is you have to hate children. The second rule of Witch Club is you seriously have to hate children. Am I a witch, Zen? David? <laughs> <laughs> are you a demon, Casey? Rhetorical question. Don't answer. Anyways, all witches are bald. 
uh, which means they get some wicked wig rash. They have an unexplained Glasgow smile, which they cover in pancake makeup. They wear gloves because they have these weird three-fingered talon hands, and their feet look like all their toes got chopped off, except for one big long one. And, and don't forget, Dave, that their nostrils can extend to eight inches so they can smell children, which to them smell like dog shit, which seems like a fucking horrible evolutionary trait. So what's the third rule of Witch Club? Third rule of Witch Club is you have to transform kids into mice with candy, apparently. <laughs> the main character, nameless Hero Boy, learns all this from his grandma, Octavia Spencer. Grandma Octavia's friend was turned into a chicken in her youth right before her eyes. So when Hero Boy gets offered candy, she decides to piece the fuck out of town. Bad news, though. Grandma takes them to a fancy hotel that just happens to be where the Witch Club is meeting up. And the Grand High Witch, Anne Hathaway, just got a brand new potion. With one drop, it turns a child into a mouse, primed to be smoshed or eaten. Hero Boy meets a fat British kid that loves candy, which the movie slaps us in the face with by always having chocolate smeared all over his chubby little cheeks. Then, Hero Boy decides to train his pet mouse in the conference room since it's devoid of any people right now. Yeah, but Hero Boy doesn't make a reservation and hides as the Witches Club shows up for an impromptu meeting, locking the door behind him, and then shit gets weird. The witches get aw natural, which Hero Boy watches in terror from underneath the stage. Grand Witch Hathaway reveals their master plan to kill all of the children in the world and turn them into mice. And she demonstrates it by turning the chubby British kid into a chubby mouse. Hero Boy saves him at the cost of getting his ass turned into a mouse. And don't forget, they're not going to let you forget that the chubby boy is a chubby mouse and he's too fat to even live on any point. He's <laughs> he loves eating food. or getting stuck in shit. Because he's fat. Do you get it? Yeah. God, this dude hated kids. <laughs> <laughs> the pair almost meet their doom until the plucky pet mouse reveals she used to be a little girl. And they escape through oh. the docks and make it back to grandma's room. Uh, Grandma is totally chill to learn Hero Boy is a mouse now, and he has new talking mice friends. The group of them all concoct a plan to steal some of the potion so Grandma can reverse engineer a cure. I thought they were going to steal the Declaration of Independence after all the Nick Cage vibes I was getting from Anne Hathaway, but (laughs) unfortunately, (laughs) they didn't go that far. Nah, but she is killing the kids so the tour groups are smaller at National Archives. But the reverse engineering itself... Fails. So instead, the Mouseketeers and Grandmas concoct a plan. They sneak into the kitchen and add mouse turning potion into the pea soup, arguably making the soup better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just fuck pea soup. It right? just even <laughs> sounds bad. It's gross. Grandma takes the mice in her handbag down to dinner and watches as the witches fly around the room like balloons and turn into mice. Mice, fancy hotels, uppity rich people, absolute pandemonium. It was great. Unfortunately, Anne Hathaway skipped the soup and interrupts the Mouseketeers hitting a lick. A salt lick? Hey. <laughs> oh. yeah, we have fun. We have Do fun. We? Well, too bad for her, because the mice hatch a plan to launch Hero Boy with a bottle of mouse juice like a catapult being fired at the French. <laughs> Grandma and company rob her blind and leave her cat to feed on the mousified Hathaway, but it's off screen, Ooh. so it's less horrifying. Uh, you get to hear the screaming. You do hear a lot of screaming. It's pretty terrible screaming. (laughs) The movie ends with the three mice being stuck in mouse form forever and then committing genocide against the witches. Uh, Um, I mean, yeah, that's cool and all, but isn't this a kid's movie? Sort of. 
I think the reason that I liked this movie so much is the whole theme of it kind of reminded me of like a German nursery rhyme. Oh, very strong grim fairy tale vibes. Yeah. Very just, German. Like <laughs> the the only moral in any of Roald Dahl's book is hey, there are things out there that will murder you, and if they get you, you're fucked. Good night, children. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, kind of like a more violent lifetime for kids. Yeah, really is. And those those messages landed for me as, as a kid. I mean, I was just right onto my runway and I'm like, I'm going to get turned into a mouse forever right. and murdered. Right. <laughs> right. I, I read the book this was based on as a child and it was a pretty seminal moment for me reading through that going, oh boy, I wonder how they're going to save this hero and get him changed back into a little boy, and then they just don't, and he dies young <laughs> with his grandmother. Okay, let's fucking talk about that, because they he oh, asks yeah. his grandma, like, hey, grandma, um, how long do mice live? She's like, eh, yeah. about three years, but you're a, a kid mouse, so we might have five. You'll what? live at least three times as long, she says, so nine yeah. years. Oh, nine. Okay. And, uh, and we know... At the end of the movie, they do go 11 years into the future. So he lives at least 11. Yeah. But he's old. Thanks. I hate it. Um, <laughs> fucking Jesus yeah. Christ. I, it is. Yeah. I thought they were like a normal kids movie. Like, they'll get back. They'll, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll be mice. The 1990 mice version brother. they did. They turned yeah. the little boy back into a little boy at the end of the movie. And he went back to his parents. But the book and now this remake sticks to the original ending, which is just, nope, he's a mouse forever now. And it even has the character say, oh, boy, I'm sure glad I'm staying a mouse so that I will die younger alongside you, grandma. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the really? lovers dying together, but it's grandma and grandson, and right. grandson's a mouse. This is really fucked up. Yeah, because he doesn't want to be alone again because his parents died. Oh, like, man. Like, in a yeah. car accident he was in. Sure. That's, like, the opening scene. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, All right, I got to rant about the opening scene of this because it's so goddamn good, and <laughs> I am I am nearly positive that at some point in the production of this movie, somebody was trying to push for the scene where Alice Blue gets turned into a chicken by the witches to be the opening scene of the movie. Because, you know, it's the first thing they see. You got to put the witches out front and really show it off. They didn't do that. Uh, aside from some narration and a bit of uh, text crawl, they open with the hero losing his parents and Octavia Spencer picking him up at the police station. And this really long scene of her building up trust with him, bringing him back out of his sadness from being an orphan. And Octavia Spencer performs so fucking well. Yeah. That yeah, it, I... it just grounds the whole movie so that when Anne Hathaway comes in and starts doing every Eastern <laughs> European accent ever, you still have some type of emotional commitment to these characters and you don't immediately launch off into space. Okay, did you also get a Melania Trump after a bottle of wine and a Zanny vibe off of Anne Hathaway? Because that's exactly what I was... The outfits, the accent. Yeah, sure. Like, my son Baron acts just like his father. Like, oh! Uh, they were similar. The outfits uh. were banging. Fucking Anne Hathaway's outfits were fantastic, and I wanted all oh of them. Oh, my God, that fucking snake dress. Oh, oh God! This you're right. The snake dress is fucking fire. So was that an actual snake? Yeah. So the idea is that she's wearing this like gorgeous purple dress that wraps around her body. It's form fitting. 
It's very elegant. It's got this it's like gold Grecian embellishments. Style, yeah, like Grecian style. Right. And it's got these gold embellishments and, and gold around the rim. And it's all being held together by a golden snake that also serves as like the torso of it or like the, the seal of it. And it, its tail wraps around her and then down onto the ground. It's like a belt that can bite you. Oh, man, yeah. Casey, I, it could probably like hold itself up for you when you got to pee. <gasps> yeah, better yeah. hope I'm not drunk and in a hurry, though, because I could flush the tail because I have uh, it's, dipped it's straps true. and things in toilets. It's just, <laughs> being a girl is very tricky, especially once you start drinking. Time out, time out. You mentioned at the beginning of the movie the girl that gets turned into a chicken. Yes. That was that fucked me up so bad because Octavia Spencer sees her best friend get turned into a chicken on her porch. And it's this big ass chicken. And all of a sudden her parents come on like, where's our daughter? Also, this chicken's fucking huge. And she's like, yeah. I went and visited my friend every day on the farm. And everybody said she had big, delicious green eggs. Let's unpack that for a second. <laughs> that means her friend can't talk even though the mice can, which is fucked up. But number two, she's having sex with a rooster on the daily <laughs> probably not willingly so that's fucked up people are eating her periods and then her family when she got old probably killed her and fucking ate her yeah probably most likely probably yes. case God. it's a children's movie damn oh i forgot <laughs> yes, yes you know what i liked scary movies as a kid but yeah. now I don't. So, like, maybe just, like, scare them young and then they'll just have their own anxiety later. It's fine. Absolutely agree. Alice Blue getting turned into a chicken was a Ugh. kind of traumatizing imagery. However, it could have been worse. In the 1990 version of The Witches, when Grandma tells the flashback story of her friend that got taken by a witch, her friend didn't get turned into a chicken. Her friend disappeared. And the next day, her parents noticed her appear in a painting in their house looking out at them. Every day, the image of their daughter in this painting shifted position and slowly grew older in the painting until it eventually disappeared, presumably having died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, yep. even just to, just picture that one. Your loved one disappears and then apparently someone is breaking into your home at night to paint them into your pictures like a goddamn psychopath. Until they grow old and die. Deal with that. Yeah, it's a fucking horror show. It's a guy. This this movie this gave me fucking, nightmares. Are you as a afraid child. of the dark? It's that's also yeah. a fucked up show. Who are we letting entertain our kids? Jesus, just let them get into true crime. It's not as scary. So think Fuck. about this, right? Here's the moral of the story. In one way, the movie is telling us: Listen, if you take candy from a stranger, you're gonna turn into a chicken until your parents murder you and eat you. Or if you take candy from a stranger, you're going to disappear and you're going to live out your life horror one day frame at a time in a painting where your family can mysteriously watch you until you die. So is the moral of the story, like, make the best out of a bad situation? Or is it you should Munchausen yourself to time your death with your loved ones? Deal yeah, with I, your fucking problems and live your happy life. I feel like the moral of the story is that sometimes awful shit happens and welcome to life, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Attitude <laughs> equals altitude. Well, okay, so sure. so there's one point in the beginning. <laughs> there's a point in the beginning of the movie where Octavia Spencer and the hero boy are heading to their room. And 
Octavia Spencer does a bit of numerology, right? They're in room 766. 76 is, is something grand, and 66 is a challenge. They have a grand challenge coming up. So I guess there's some theme of challenge and overcoming challenges and dealing with what life gives you. But also, I feel like it's teaching you, like, hey, kids, sometimes you get fucked in the ass by life, and then you die young. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've, I've been trying to figure this out for the better part of 30 years now, and... <laughs> I still don't know, and sometimes you just get fucked by life and turned into okay. a mouse is all I've taken away from it. So, so, so here's a question then. if Because Hero Boy did mention the fact that, like, oh, what if I stayed a mouse? I wouldn't have to go to school. I wouldn't have to da-da-da-da-da. If you could live 10 years as a mouse, you never have to go to work. You obviously, at the end, you got to see they built an awesome fucking roller coaster going throughout the house. That's that true. Cool that was coaster. a really awesome mouse roller coaster. Billionaire lady who just lets you live in her house and provides you everything you need. Wouldn't you want to live like that for 10 years? No. Um, no, because how many test mice did you watch die on that roller coaster until they got it just right? <laughs> oh, do you think okay. those were their children? No, they were. <laughs> oh, shit. We, we do need to pause, and we need to get into Anne Hathaway a bit here, because we keep mentioning okay. her performance Go and then going off to something else. <laughs> I but know. holy shit, is this something that needs to be narrowed in on? Anyone okay. who says she's not a good actor needs to shut the fuck up and watch this movie <laughs> right now. People yes. who don't like Anne Hathaway just not to like Anne Hathaway because they think it's cool, like not liking Nickelback. Anne Hathaway fucking... Signed, sealed, delivered, punched us in the face with this performance. Oh and we my yeah. every minute, spit in her mouth. She, she's at a hundred fucking percent on this, and she commits into the most ridiculous role. And the fact that we've we've joked about her accent, but the fact that it, that it is so consistently inconsistent, and she's leaning <laughs> into it and having a fucking ball with it. I just, I'm, I'm de like, every time she delivers a line, I'm laughing. I'm with her. I feel her passion. It's fucking amazing. I don't yeah, think she was I, trying to have an accent. I think she was just adding <laughs> R's to words so she could roll them. Yeah, Roller coaster. I was legitimately concerned for her tongue about halfway through this movie. Like, you cannot roll that many R's that long. And come out of it on skate. Maybe that's why her witch tongue was split. Was just because she was doing that so hard and so long. <laughs> she rolled a little too hard and hit a fang. And it just <laughs> split it right down the middle. She did like the Oscar worthy performance of Zanaya on a top. Like she took it to the full yeah. max level. And yes. fucking killed it. She killed it. We compared her performance to Nick Cage, and I think it's a very apt comparison because you see a lot of different actors and actresses who try and do those over-the-top level performances. And the difference with somebody like Nick Cage or Anne Hathaway here is that <laughs> it's not just the big accent. She includes all of these little like facial tics to really yes. sell the emotion of the scene. Yes. And her face naturally comes across like a DreamWorks animation creation like it's just huge eyes and like they had them painted right, on even bigger right and yes. she can do the mean girl's lip tick so goddamn well that it just it, it absolutely lands every time i love it 
Anne Hathaway also has some really great scenes, like at toward the end, where she's leaning into Octavia Spencer and recognizing her and just getting all creepy on her and then starts to stutter and then cluck like a chicken to fuck with her and the full on like crazy oozing out of her fucking ears. Just it sells the entire scene. I was with her dying. I loved it. I took notes on how she handled Stanley Tucci trying to tell her she couldn't bring her cat to the hotel. And I'm going to use that for my dog next time I go in the grocery (laughs) store. I'm sorry. This dog helps me pick out the freshest strawberries. And you know what come on strawberries? Fruit flies. And what if you had fruit flies? You would call an exterminator. Like she yelled her way out of it, changed the subject, and then went about her merry fucking day. And I got to put that in my wheelhouse. Speaking of Stanley Tucci, uh, as we mentioned Mm. before, (laughs) <laughs> he is you okay i'm oh i'm fine go ahead yeah are you sure D- do you want to take it from here i mean he's a gem dave how I, are you feeling he plays the hotel manager in the movie which is a role originally done by rowan atkinson in the 1990 version which yeah. are big shoes to fill and they cut the part down for this one so he really doesn't get enough space in the movie oh i could I, use more stanley i we all yes. could uh but as you said, he's delightful in his scene with Anne Hathaway. He's really good at portraying the customer service employee dealing with a demanding Karen. <laughs> I, I really empathized with him throughout all of those scenes. Oh, that's upgraded to a Brenda. That yeah. is far beyond Karen. That's a Brenda. So the, the Anne Hathaway Stanley Tucci hostility is like one of my favorite subplot lines. But the movie does not answer the number one Stanley Tucci question, which is... How big is Stanley Tucci's hog? (laughs) Are we thinking eight, nine, or is he into the double digits here? So I heard that he lost his left leg as a child, and he's just been using his prehensile penis to walk around. You've never seen him in shorts. He always plays the, like, comedic villain character in most of his big movie productions, but then you see him in smaller productions, and he's just the dad in a Henley. And, okay, Stanley, I get it. I wish we would have saw more Stanley Tucci, even if even if he wasn't interacting with the witches or like Octavia Spencer. Like, I want to see, does he play cards on his break? Where does he sleep? Does he live <laughs> at the hotel? Like, I wanted to see more of that movie because I bet it was less fucking scary than the one we watched. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Well, do you was... think he has like one of those like crinkle growing dicks like the witches did mm. with their hands? Oh, God. It sprouts like extra bones. Uh so they did this trick where the mice, after all the kids get turned into mice and Kristen Chenoweth, the fucking adult, run into <laughs> a grate and are trying to get away from Anne Hathaway. And they're like, oh, good. We're out of arm's reach. And then her arms start breaking and extending towards yeah. them. Ugh. Oh, my God. Noise. And it just kept going on and on and on. And they were like, you know, those like snakes in a can. Like, yes. coming at those fucking mice kids. It was terrible. And they they didn't just end it there. They nope. ended it with the, the mice getting down a fucking little trap hole as her hands go directly into a spinning fan. And shred the shit out of them. Oh, yeah. and she pulls them back and they're like black blood oozing out of them. She already had smushed her hands with a mallet. 
when she was trying to smush oh, yeah. mice and she yeah. has like these claw hands. You watch and smut. Oh, God damn. It was just so gross. It was yeah. so gross. <laughs> it was so inappropriate. The way that the arms sprouted new bones and jumped outwards in this really herky-jerky motion felt like something out of the fucking thing. Like, it was very different from yeah. the tone of the right. rest of the movie up to this point. Uh, no, because why did they all have Glasgow smiles? Like, why are they? Uh, why are all their faces cut up? The, the effects in this were somehow more and less terrifying than they were in the 1990 <laughs> version that traumatized me as a kid. Because, like, the witches with the sprouty bone arms, horrifying. Absolutely oh, yeah. nightmarish mental imagery. Started writing it down for my next D&D campaign. Like, y'all are going to get <laughs> fucked up by a night hag with those arms at some point. It's just going to happen. Ah, no! But the 1990 version, the witches were portrayed by puppets made by Jim Henson Studios when they went through their, like, we're going to traumatize a generation phase. Yeah. Where they hit that weird uncanny valley where you know that it, there's something wrong with it, but it's not always easy to pick out what it is. Yeah. Whereas the witches in this, when they took off their wigs and their gloves and you could see their little talon toes, they still looked very eerie and creepy, but they still they mostly looked like people still. It was nowhere near as terrifying when they were just walking around in witch form. Okay, but I did fucking nearly puke when Anne Hathaway pulled a worm out of her head and then ate it. <sighs> oh, yeah, that was, uh, that was uncomfortable. I did not like that. But I do respect, though, that this remake went back to the original ending from the book that the 1990 version didn't, which is that the hero just stays a goddamn mouse and never gets turned back. Because that's a fucking weird thing to tell a kid, but goddamn it, it makes a better story. Do you hate kids? They really made it feel like it was a happy, heartfelt moment. He was happy, and I was jaw dropped like, what? What? Oh, okay. So you're gonna live another nine years. That's that's what you get. I get to die old with you, Grandma. That's so upsetting. It was that's, a really strange ending. It feels very Munchausen's. Like I did this on purpose. I don't want to get fixed. It's fine. Like <laughs> the grandma does healing and shit. Are you telling me she just tried once and was like, well, fuck it. You like being a mouse and shitting where you want and having tiny roller coasters, so who am I to tell you? Okay, but alternatively, think how much it costs to feed a mouse versus a child. That's very true. True. But she's also, That's very she's true. A, she's a billionaire now. Yeah, and billionaires don't stay billionaires by giving away all their money feeding kids. Right. right. The cheapest people have the most money. And you know what? Let's. It's important to say... Octavia Spencer is perfect in oh this film. Yeah. She's, I mean, yes. we touched on it yes. earlier, but she gives you a two-hour film in ten minutes with minimal dialogue. Like, she sets every the emotional growth of a child. He doesn't really have any growth after that. There's a little bit of like, hey, I'm a plucky mouse now, and I'm okay with it. You just see this kid normal, broken, and then slowly healed by Octavia Spencer. And I, God damn, I want to call her Octavia Butler, the writer. <laughs> I only know two Octavias. It's really, really good. And when you've got Anne Hathaway going as big as she does and Stanley yes. Tucci in the like wacky hotel role and a main character who's a literal CGI mouse, having Octavia Spencer at the core of this, taking all of it just seriously enough really grounds the movie well. I just cannot say enough about her performance. Like, it's the only thing that makes all the rest of this insanity work even a little bit. 
It's the only place I felt safe. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. The only, I, like, I felt so unsafe during this movie. Can I like sign up to have her as my grandma for a weekend or something? That's or what just, I was thinking. Like she How comes to a that? cookout or something for me. No, no, we decided we're going to make a thing that's kind of like headspace and cameo where certain actors in certain roles give you advice. So you like record a 30 second thing like, hey, I'm fighting with my sister because she never paid me for, you know, the bridesmaids dress for my wedding. And then like she's like, well, now, sometimes when you're fighting, both of you feel so right. But how would you feel if your sister was turned into a chicken and then raped by a rooster and eaten by a family? <laughs> can't fight forever let the dress go and you're like damn you're right it sounds like this dress got you crazier than a hog on slaughter day i don't know oh that that phrase but god damn it she's blind in one eye and can't see out the other yeah i mean just (laughs) well dude that's all my grandmaisms like it was just one of those i'm like i'm pretty sure i've heard her say that before (laughs) and i really nailed the time period really nailed it also, I really love that she was super hesitant to pick up her grandson after he turned into a mouse. He's like, just pick me up and put me on the table. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, no, no, no. We don't touch anymore. You're you, a mouse. You carry fleas that carry the Black Plague. It's it's a no from me, dog. No. Mice, okay, side note, mice are actually absolutely adorable if they're kept totally. and domesticated and hygienic. Yeah, Even if sure. they're not, they're still cute. We have rat-looking dogs. I find those very cute. But I like that she was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You're right. It did It did fit the tone of the time. Okay. Can I ask you a question, Casey? Yeah. So, apparently, Guillermo del Toro originally wanted to do this as a stop-motion picture. Would that Even have been worse? worse? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah dude. See Coraline. No, we don't need more of that shit. Okay, we need to stop having movies made from stories by people who hate kids by people who hate kids. <laughs> Obviously, he hates kids. So does Roald Dahl. I, I hate. Right. I hate them. Get whoever the together. fucking get whoever made Ratatouille to make this movie. <laughs> that was Pixar. I, no, you know what? The trauma of this story was important to my development as a child. So, goddammit, it, let's traumatize more children with this story for the next generation. Oh, you know I what? love I, that I can't. cycle of abuse idea, right? Dave. Good it's on the you. Circle of life, man. Let's put lead back in gas while we're at it. Fuck <laughs> it. I watched let's this movie at an impressionable Monty. age, and now I sleep with women who self-identify as witches. It's <laughs> a whole thing. God damn. Is that where you trace that back to, Dave? I, it is a thought I had while I was watching. <laughs> so while we were on break, I Googled, did Roald Dahl hate children? And I did not find a definitive answer, but I did find <laughs> an article titled, Abuse, Neglected, Abandoned, Did Roald Dahl Hate Children As Much As The Witches Did? So we're not the first <laughs> people to have these questions. No, I don't think we are. Yeah. Like, is water wet? Yeah, he obviously (laughs) fucking hates kids. I've seen like four of his movies now, and it makes me feel bad for kids, which is wow. It's a recurring theme between like in this movie, we have the witches, obviously, who are really blatant with their hatred of children. In Matilda, there was the the Nazi who ran the school and beat the children. Oh, yeah. The trench bolt. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory murders like most of the children in it. Yeah. And Willy (laughs) Wonka. In fucked ways. Yeah. 
So I'm just going to read off some of the descriptors used to describe children in various Roald Dahl books. Stinkers, disgusting little blisters, vipers, imps, spoiled brats, greedy little thieves, greedy brutes, robber bandits, ignorant little twits, nauseating little warts, Uh witless weeds, and moth-eaten maggots. Okay, (laughs) let me throw a little defense here. If you have ever worked food service Mm -hmm. and had one of those little blister-licking imps running around the fucking restaurant. Well, you got a fucking 30-pound tray of hot soup and shit, and the parents are like, oh, oh, Timmy, he's such a free spirit. We don't like to give him commands because life's wild, right? And then you see that kid run forehead first in the corner of a six-top, and then you hear the thunk, two seconds of silence, and then the scream. You will see every server disappear from the floor and back for us to all go and back and be like, high five! Oh, yeah! <laughs> it's, it is a weird thing, though, in all Roald Dahl books because the protagonist of the book usually ends up turning out okay. You know, sometimes they stay a mouse forever and get to die alongside their grandmother, <laughs> but they get a lot of money in the process. And, like, Charlie gets the chocolate factory and James goes and lives inside of a peach, which is kind of weird now that I think about it. Never watched uh, yeah, well, I one, don't, but go I, on. I haven't you watched know. the movie, but I read the book, and it's yeah. a strange... Matilda gets adopted by her teacher. The protagonist always usually works out pretty well, but, it, yeah, it's undercut by the fact that there's always a fat kid with chocolate on his face in the background that gets fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> gets tortured. Yeah, because in Matilda, it's the kid with cake, right? Yeah, Matilda has the kid with cake. This movie has uh, Bruno, who gets turned into a mouse. Obviously, we've got, like, all of Willy the children Walker. and Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Right, uh, right. I mean, he hates kids, but he hates oh fat kids more, which is very <laughs> I American. Know. Very American vibe. Okay, do you think this movie is worth getting an HBO trial for? Oh. Ooh, yeah. I So, I'm... Uh, I don't know. It's It's... Anne Hathaway is worth watching, but I'm not sure that I would go out and get a trial just for the witches. Uh, yeah. This doesn't, yeah, this doesn't fit the HBO feel for me. Okay, here's where I would. I would, I would get the trial if I was babysitting, like, a niece or nephew, like, I was staying at, like, a sister or brother's house for the weekend Ooh. and, like, babysitting their kid. I'm like, all right, where does daddy keep his extra credit card perfect oh you want to watch a disney movie yeah here's a kid's movie and then just have that kid be terrified in his room for the rest of the night and you know i smoke your dad's stash it's fine (laughs) now we're both scared right under that (laughs) scenario where like i have been left responsible for a child and both want to entertain the child and ensure his parents never leave me responsible for it again. Right. Then, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to sign up for HBO so that I can give this child a small piece of my trauma and his parents will learn not to put me in that position again or I'll do it more. All right. So we answered whether or not it's trial worthy, sort of, maybe, I guess, if you're left <laughs> responsible for a child, it is. But the real question is, would you individually watch it again? So, Casey, I'll start with you. Uh, you don't have any nostalgia tied up with the original, so you were coming at the property fresh from 2020 starring Anne Hathaway. The Witches, would you watch it again? I don't know. Not <laughs> really. I don't want to. But Anne Hathaway kills it, and I can't yeah. turn away. Like, I don't want to watch it, but I want to watch someone else watch it. But not a kid, because that's mean. Like, maybe someone who was a little too high like I was. But I don't want to. No. 
<laughs> no, I wouldn't. Jay, how about you? 2020's The Witches, would you watch it again? I want to say that it mostly is less horrific for me than the 1990 version, partially because I'm an adult and partially because <laughs> some of the horror is just different. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm I'm also with you on the being torn on this case because, like, yeah, there, the Anne Hathaway is fucking amazing and Octavia Spencer, like, fucking just carries this movie kicking and screaming along with her and gets you bought in as the audience. I, it also has creepy body horror and there's parts of it Ugh. that I'm just not in for. But I think I think at the end of the day, I might pop it on just to get Anne Hathaway's performances and then like fast forward through or walk out of the parts that I know are going to be creepy. Because when Anne Hathaway first shows up to have that interaction at the hotel with Stanley Tucci, I'd argue that the movie is worth watching for that alone. So I guess tentatively sort of weekly, yes, I might watch The Witches again. Juice. so wiffle awfully on this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Juice, what about you? 2020's The Witches, would you watch it again? Jay, I definitely agree with you. Anne Hathaway was amazing. Furthermore, Octavia Spencer was absolutely on point. Mm -hmm. yep. All Even when it got into more of the kids stuff and she was siding with the kids. So, yeah, it's not something I'm going to watch on the regular and it'll probably be a while before I watch it again. But I need to be reminded that this movie exists at some point in my life. So, yeah, I'll definitely I'll sit down and watch it at some point again. So, Dave, Woo! how about you? Your childhood trauma put into a 2020 version. Are you going to sit down and watch it again? Yeah, Jay, I have to agree that this was mostly a lot less traumatizing imagery than it was in the 1990 version. But the witches in this and the special effects looked good, but they were also nowhere near as distinctive necessarily. Right. Aside from the, the one or two scenes with the, you know, nightmare stretch Armstrong arms that grew new bones and popped <laughs> outwards, which obviously landed really well for us. And I would have liked to have seen a lot more of that. I would have liked to have seen the witches look more horrifying and them to really lean into that. But I still had a lot of fun with this. Anne Hathaway is just delightful. I love when she's given room to just chew scenery and have fun with the performance, as mm -hmm. she really does here. Octavia Spencer just knocks it out of the fucking park. Stanley Tucci's underutilized, but a lot of fun. So it, while it didn't have anywhere near the impact of the original one, yeah, I think I would watch this again yeah! just to sit down and wow. have fun wow. with the performance of all the people in it again. That is surprising, actually. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that surprising verdict is in. Three out of four of us are going to sit down and watch 2020's The Witches again. Casey, you're on your lonely island. I'm sorry that uh, it wasn't enough for you, but obviously you live with one of them, so you're probably going to catch some of it again. I'm going to make sure that a sock is hung on the door so I know not to come in while this movie's playing. <laughs> but Jay, hopefully you can unscar us next week. What are you bringing? Oh, I'm terribly excited. This is something new. It is a remake of a video game movie. One that is a shitty cinema classic, and I'm hoping that this is gonna be an updating of that classic. It's 2021's Mortal Kombat. Oh boy. Oh my <laughs> Get over God. here! Oh I'm man. Real, I'm real nervous Mortal about this, man. Kombat! I'm gonna get to tell my favorite Mortal Kombat joke. I can't wait. <laughs> 
Well, follow us on social media, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, Instagram at casey.cinema, Patreon slash shitty cinema, or just plain old shittycinema.com. If you want to help us out, have a friend give us a 30-day trial listen. And as always, let's turn out the lights, drink some vanille, and smush some of those fucking rat bastard kids. <laughs> Huh?